the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Andrew McCarthy is a columnist for National Review and Pajamas Media, former federal prosecutor, and he has a clear mind. That's the reason I have him on so often. Andy, how are you? Dennis, I'm doing great. I hope you're having a great trip. I can't tell you. It's it's 507 listeners from across the country came with me. Wow. Yeah, it's very moving. It's really moving. Near, almost none of them had ever been to Israel. And, I mean, the the goodbye today was just filled with tears. That the people were wow. that moved. And it, it don't start me, Andy. <laughs> we'll yeah, we'll, never, get, well, we'll an, never get to the subject. It's an amazing, amazing place. <laughs> yeah, it really, it truly is. So I read your piece uh, with great interest, as usual, and you have an interesting take, as always, and a a clear one. You actually think that the Manafort-Papadopoulos indictments, or, well, in the case of Papadopoulos, it's just, uh, I don't know if it's an indictment. Is it an indictment with Papadopoulos or just a charge? Or is there Uh, no difference between the two? Well, it's... Um, there's different ways of bringing charges. I think Papadopoulos pled guilty to what's called an information, which means you waive your right. You have a right in the Constitution to be indicted, but what prosecutors usually do with uh, cooperators or people who want to plead guilty is they waive their right to be indicted and plead guilty to a one, in this case, a one count false statements information. Right. And the false statement was when he met with a Russian who claimed, was it, oh, no, no, he met with a Russian professor who claimed that he could put him in touch with Putin's niece, who really wasn't Putin's niece. Right. <laughs> you know, it yes. really does, it, it, it almost, <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. I was going to say the falsity is that he misrepresented when that meeting took place. Uh, yeah, so that's it. that it happened when he was not associated with the game, campaign, but it turned out it happened not only when he was associated with the campaign, but it wouldn't have happened had he not been. Um, okay. It seems kind of a small. So I want to read to you the title of the New York Times editorial uh, today. Uh, no, actually yesterday. The New York Times editorial yesterday is, I, I hope you haven't seen it because then you'll enjoy it. It's almost like a Halloween title. Is the White House scared yet? How do you react to th- Okay, now I know your reaction. That's really all the laughter is all I needed to hear. But go ahead well, and react. <laughs> you know, it just seems to me that there's been a very orchestrated um, reaction to this, in particular the emphasis on Papadopoulos, which was the thing in terms of our anticipation here that came out of left field. Everybody expected that Manafort uh, was going to be charged. Certainly when we heard charges were coming uh, on Friday – uh, he was probably at the list, top of the list of people that you suspected. Nobody knew anything about uh, the Papadopoulos thing. And unlike the Manafort indictment, it actually has something to do with Russia and, you know, purported collusion and, and the like. So it's interesting, and it's interesting to watch the media 
in, in what seems to me to be a very coordinated way, make a big deal out of it. As a former prosecutor, though, I, I must tell you, Dennis, that when you have a cooperator in a big scheme, what you want to do, this is like the home run for prosecutors. This is the thing that, that um, prosecutors most like. And I have a story uh, about this, the, the, the blind shake, a similar story about it. Um, you want to have a cooperator come in with respect to the big scheme that you've been investigating and admit that the scheme exists, that he's guilty of it, and explain what the other, who, what other participants there were and what their roles were. Because then you, get, you kind of get over a believability hurdle um, with the jury or the fact finder, uh, if it's a judge or, or whatever. But it's a big moment to convince everyone that the scheme exists. So here with Papadopoulos, you have a situation where um, he is conceding and, ha and has told the uh, FBI and Mueller's people that uh, he's involved in all kinds of collusion. He's trying to set up these meetings. He's talking to Russians and, and people who know other Russians, somebody in the foreign ministry, someone who purports to be Putin's niece, as you mentioned. Um, so there's collusion, collusion, collusion all around. What does Mueller have him plead guilty to? A single count of lying to the FBI about, uh, you know, a fairly unimportant matter in the greater scheme of things. Now, why would that be? And the only answer to that question is it's that collusion's not a crime. So, you know, I mean, if Mueller's acting like a normal prosecutor and we're talking about the big scheme that he's here to investigate, right, collusion with Russia, you have the guy plead collusion with Russia and explain the whole scheme. But he didn't do that. And, you know, I, I, I think this is an important point because I've, I've been hammering it for a year. Prosecutors don't care about collusion. You and I are colluding by having this conversation. Collusion is just concerted activity. It's not necessarily illegal. What prosecutors care about is conspiracy, meaning a criminal agreement to violate a particular penal law. And if Mueller had that, he would have had this guy Papadopoulos plead guilty to it. He didn't because he doesn't. So there's nothing. We're talking about nothing. Well, you know, I think from the perspective of the criminal law, it seems to me that we're we're talking about uh, um, a molehill they've turned into a mountain. Now, from the perspective of intelligence. Um, even if you couldn't prove possible crimes, of course we would want to know everything that Russia is up to with respect to, um, you know, its, its ill endeavors toward our country. Of course we would want to know that. Uh, I must say, though, in the Justice Department, that ordinarily is not prosecutor work. That's usually agent and analyst work. The prosecutors get involved, like if you have to go to the FISA court and get them a warrant so that they can – you know, do surveillance on somebody that you think is a foreign agent. But barring that, um, you know, prosecutors in the Justice Department basically handle crime, which is what our expertise is. There's nothing about being a lawyer that makes you particularly equipped to do intelligence analysis. That's a, it's a whole different uh, skill set. So, you know, that, that mission, which is certainly a mission of the Justice Department and the FBI, is generally carried forward by agents and analysts, not prosecutors. So I presume 
even though he was given what was called a counterintelligence investigation at the time, not a criminal investigation. I assume that what Mueller's main job here to do is to prosecute any crimes that have arisen out of that investigation. Right. So uh, let me go. Collusion is not a crime. Okay. Let me then go to just one other thing. Manafort, uh, if, if, if what is stated is true, Manafort really did violate the law and did work for some unsavory characters on planet Earth. Yep. But I am I. But nevertheless, as much as I don't like what he did, I am troubled by a special prosecutor. I'm, spe- I'm, I'm troubled by the special prosecutor institution. Period. But I'm I'm doubly troubled by I'm I'm hired to find X. I found something that has nothing to do with X, and I will have this man brought to court and probably go to jail. Am I wrong? And please tell me if I'm wrong. Uh, I don't have a problem with guests telling me I'm wrong. But does that trouble you? You're a prosecutor. Yeah, and I'm a a prosecutor who actually worked briefly for a special counsel arrangement, one one of these special prosecutor arrangements on the Cisneros case long ago, I guess, in the the 90s. Um, And I was very, seeing it up close and personal, I was very troubled by it, too. And the reason, Dennis, the main reason is um, in a regular prosecutor's office, you have to make decisions about the allocation of resources because every case competes with every other case for resources and attention, and you can't do them all. So you have to make judgments about what's important and what's not. So as a prosecutor, let's say you had been named the special prosecutor and with the exact same task goal that Mr. Mueller has. And you had come across somebody with the with a similar uh, indictable list of, of potential crimes as Paul Manafort, but it has nothing, absolutely nothing, to do with why you are a special prosecutor. What would you do? Uh, I think if the if the offenses were uh, serious enough, I would charge the person, uh, and that's under the general law enforcement theory that as long as your search, whether you're doing a physical search or another kind of an investigation, as long as it's legitimate and lawful, you're not required to ignore crimes or evidence of crimes just because it wasn't what you were looking for in the first place. Right. No, no, it makes sense. So you, you it, it's a judgment call based on the seriousness of the nature. Right. In other words, th- if I have a... If I have an illegal gun case and I get a search warrant, I go into your house to try to find illegal guns and I find a pile of heroin on the table, I'm not required to ignore the heroin because it wasn't what I was looking for. Right. So that's part of, obviously, the almost inherent inevitability, as you were pointing out, a special prosecutor has to prosecute somebody. Which leads me then to my final, final question. I thought that was it, so I'm going I'm to pose <laughs> this one. What 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 stops Mr. Mueller from saying, you know what, I was hired for this. By and large, there is really nothing serious with regard to collusion with between the Trump campaign and Russia. And therefore, 
I I think that I have done what I was asked to do. I'm sure I will disappoint some, but I have the honor of my position and my integrity to uphold, and I declare this over. Is that <laughs> is that sort of a pipe dream on my part? I don't think so, Dennis. I think you know that's really pretty much exactly what what should happen uh, in a case where that outcome is is what happens after you've done a legitimate investigation. And here, you would think it would be easier for Mueller to do because his original mandate, even though I think this is not consistent with the Justice Department regulations on the matter, his original mandate was to investigate a counterintelligence case, not a criminal case. So he can say with his head held high that even if he hasn't found particular criminal charges, he has learned a great deal of information about what Russia has done to try to target the United States and do harm to us. And here's X, Y, and Z uh, findings that I've made. And that would be a great contribution to the country without having to do a criminal case. But he's not – it's interesting. What – there were two elements here. There's – he is to prosecute if there are crimes found. That's the, essentially what his title is. The other is information, but don't haven't congressional committees already looked into this? Does he have greater ability to find out information than Congress does? Yeah, he does, Dennis, because the 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 executive branch is the repository for and has the legal abilities to go out and find classified information, particularly in the national security and foreign affairs context. So it's much easier, say, for the you know, the CIA and NSA which and the FBI Domestic uh, Security Service, they're all executive branch agencies, and it's much easier. They're the professional investigators. It's much easier for them to do it than for Congress to do it. And the special prosecutor can use them? In this case, yes, because it's a counterintelligence investigation. That was the way it was described when he was, um, when he was first appointed. Congress does not oversee... CIA and FBI? Well, it does in the sense of, of legislative oversight, but it doesn't function as those agencies do. Only, only example, the executive does. Right. And they have, you know, the, the executive branch has all kinds of subpoena power and all kinds of statutory power given it by Congress, which is why Congress has oversight authority to actually go out and, and beat the bushes and find the information. It's very hard for Congress to do. So what's your hunch right now? I keep asking you final questions. You're just too interesting. So what is your hunch right now that he that he has pretty much exhausted his ability to find any collusion or we have more shoes to drop? I think there's more I think there's more shoes to drop, but I also think that with respect to, to Manafort in particular, it, I think it's pretty clear he's squeezing Manafort. And what we don't know is, is he squeezing Manafort because he really believes Manafort's got something on Trump? Or is he squeezing Manafort because he's gotten to the point where Manafort is the key to yes or no, was there any collusion? And, you know, he's key to answering that question. So he's decided he's the central figure. Um, and I think depending on how the Manafort prosecution goes, is probably uh, will tell us where the criminal part of the investigation goes. All right. On our next conversation, I'll ask you about uh, Hillary Clinton. I will ask you about uh, the DNC and Russia, but not now. 
Listen, I appreciate your time so much, Andy McCarthy. Thank, thanks so much, Dennis. Safe home. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.